What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson to my far right, Ashton Berzio. Ashton, how you doing, man? Morning. Good to see you. Yeah. Uh, and joining us again, Senior Pastor Mark Carey. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Good morning. Good morning. You hanging in there? Yeah. Good. Good. See if my feet touch the ground today <laughs> with that rope. <laughs> um, I wanted to address uh, a coffee situation briefly because I have been chastised by a McManigal, who shall remain nameless. Um, they claim that I put on this persona that I'm drinking coffee when, huh. in fact, he knows I don't like coffee. Hmm. What I do is I do uh, hot chocolate and then a little bit of French vanilla in it, basically like a you know 10-year-old kid would do. Um, but it's who I am, and I like it. I mean, Ashton, what's your deal over there? I didn't there? even know that. Yeah. You, did you think it was coffee? Yeah. Do you think less of me now? Uh, just a little bit? I'll have to think about it. <laughs> what are you drinking? Oh, just black coffee. Just black. Ugh, okay. These guys have a cup of coffee. I have the no. word. <laughs> but uh, that's what gets always, me going. Always so bringing the heat. <laughs> this, the symbolism. Yeah. It, the, the word fuels all three of us, I'd like to think. Um, thank you, know, you guys so of, much for, for... Yeah, go ahead. You know, one of these days, we're going to come back with... With some jabs, right, right back yeah. at you. Well, I w- yeah. we'll talk about the membership good, class. The too, diapers, good he luck. Me- diapers he mentions me and my diapers good all luck. the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like twice weekly <laughs> now. It's a memory that's riveted in my <laughs> mind that I can't get rid of. <laughs> that is so not true. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited to to talk about um, the service this past weekend. We we got to have members up on stage and kind of um, induct them into into our church life. Um, but before we do that, I'd like to re- remind our viewers and listeners that you can head on over to fbcva.life slash sermon spotlight to contribute your thoughts and questions um, to be a part of the show. Just like Hannah, uh, who wrote in saying, I love sermon spotlight. It's so nice to listen to and compliment with the full sermon, especially on weekends I happen to work. Uh, I was also born into the church like uh, Caleb and Ashton and just wanted to say thanks for the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Just a reminder, you can find us on all your podcast yeah. services. Um, and, and also on YouTube, there's an opportunity to comment with each other there uh, and the Facebook page, Ashton. I know they don't need to wait until <coughs> Tuesday to interact <coughs> interact yeah. with each other. So. Yeah, definitely reach out. Think about it during the sermon if you have questions or comments or just be a part of the conversation. So awesome! All right, well, let's jump right in. Then we're, we're we're continuing on with this with this you know series and focus on the living word. And, and so, Mark, you were reading out of, of Mark chapter six. Um, and so, is, is there anything you you want to uh, devote immediate attention to or focus on as far as um, what what you spoke about? Uh, as far as anything you might want to elaborate? Well, I, I think the key in the passage mm-hmm. was again at the conclusion. Um, when <clears throat> it's recorded that they didn't gain any insight or mm-hmm. they didn't gain any understanding from the incident of the loaves mm. because their hearts were hardened. And I think that's the point of application that we have to wrestle with. What, what hardens our heart mm. so that we're missing out on, on the insights into <clears throat> who Jesus is mm. in our everyday, everyday life. Um, and... I, I, that's something I think every one of us can flesh out a little bit more as we mm. do a little self-searching because I was trying to make the connection that it was that self-centered focus. Yeah. And mm-hmm. hey, you know, life comes at us. And, and mm. um, yeah. you know, it's, I'm not saying it's wrong to, mm. to, right. to, to see the issues in our, in our heart. And it can be, there's, people are going through a lot of struggles and, mm. and trials and, um, uh, but I think we have to use those as an opportunity 
to kind of slingshot us into seeing Jesus mm-hmm. as opposed to just groveling in our, what, what is it we're not getting? You know, the disciples were hungry. They were tired. And I think that's the, the thing that uh, stood out in that passage. Mm-hmm. They gained no insight. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think about it, man, if you would have been there, yeah. And you would have seen Jesus take five loaves and two fish and feed thousands of people. How could you not gain insight right. from that? Right. Um, but w- w- what are we missing um, mm. in our everyday relationship with Jesus because we're so self-focused? So that, that was something that I think uh, was, I was trying to communicate yeah. in, in that passage. No, I appreciated what you said, too. And just it, it can be really easy for us throughout the Gospels to, to look at at the disciples and all of their shortcomings and all of their pride and all of their hardening and misunderstanding of things and, and judge them for that. But it's really a reflection of, of us too. I mean, of, of seeing the things that, that Jesus has done, even laid out in scripture and, and missing things. And we, it's the same thing for us. And and then in our practical living it out, you know, I, I think that, I think we're very much like the disciples in those situations. Yeah, we can become practical deists yeah. where we have right. this idea that God kind of started things or he saved me and, and now I'm going through life on my own and every once in a while I'll look up towards God and and in a moment of, of whatever. But, uh, but he's, well, and if they can do that in the presence of Jesus, in the right. presence of these incredible him. things happening, mm. how much easier is it That's for right. us to to a God that we don't see physically with our eyes to, to right. miss those things and to be. Well, and it, it speaks to what, what Mark brought up last week of just how spiritual we can get, mm. you know, how this must be really hard to figure out. And I have to tap into this God, this mysterious God. And, <laughs> and Jesus is just trying to show how, you know, personal and real he is, yeah. but he's hammering them over the head with it um, to get mm. them to understand. I think that, I think that's great. Um, you, you kind of brought up two big ideas, Mark. You, you mentioned kind of one of the consequence of the self-centeredness, and so you you talked about the pride that they kind of got after mm-hmm. Jesus almost empowering them and sending them out to do mm-hmm. things, and then they mm-hmm. get to this point where they realize, what, we were not expecting this, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also talked a little bit about the value of impossible circumstances and almost a response to that situation, um, and I thought that was really good. Um, is there anything else you you briefly mentioned um, a, a response to that pride or, or that mindset of this the disciples is is John fifteen, you just mm-hmm. briefly mentioned it uh, mm-hmm. this past weekend. Is that something that will be talked about later? Is that something worth elaborating on now? No. Am I, am I <laughs> tapping into the secret the secret pastor routine word, that we're no. not? <laughs> no, it, it was just really kind of came to my mind. But okay, yeah. So, um, mm. but. I mean, Jesus was pretty clear in that John 15 passage, um, mm. and it applied so, I think, so well to the Mark 6 passage. Yeah. Look, you, you you can't do anything apart from me. Right. And even in our in our Christian life today, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he'll give us the strength. He'll give us the wherewithal. It's Christ in us. And um, and that was a point I I can't remember. I don't know if I said this in all the services. I know I did in the, I think the second service. Okay. And I want to, I want to drive this home. Mm-hmm. What I think we we need to avoid here is uh, in a in a passage like Mark in a sermon like that. The last thing I want to see is people to walk away and say, "Yeah, I got to go out there and right. I got to try harder and I, I got to." Mm. Well, I'm such a wretch. Yeah, I, I missed opportunities and God must be displeased with me and I'm you know and that kind of a mindset. And what I said in the I think the second service was. Beware, because we can slip into a legalism. Right. You can hear a message like that, 
and redouble your efforts yeah. to and, and it's legalism. So right. we have mm. to be led by the Spirit. What Jesus is talking about, when he saw the people um, like sheep without a shepherd, the passage said he he felt compassion. Mm-hmm. So the the real spirit in Jesus that was coming out was right. love, was compassion, mm. which for us is a fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. That's something we can't generate. Right. And so a fruit of the spirit is love. Mm. And we have to wa- learn what it means to to walk by the spirit and let God direct us in those things. Otherwise, we'll go crazy with all the needs and running around yep. trying to figure out and and that's well, we I, that's what a, we need to avoid. We can do a little bit for <laughs> a short time and then there's burnout and you get selfish and arrogant and uh, you know then you stop I mean, if you're yeah. if you're doing it out of your own efforts and That's your own it. legalistic yeah. i need to do this yeah it doesn't last no right yeah. when I, I think it also can very quickly convey this idea of individualism too i gotta go out and have my own journey i gotta go out and do it okay now that i've, I've you know interacted with my church community and, and heard what mark had to say I got to go figure it out. It, it speaks to the application versus implementation stuff we've talked about before. And so I, I liked that even on th- this past Sunday, two things that I noticed that was was really impactful for me is the first off, um, the, the worship was kind of woven into the narrative of the service a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The songs were in and out, the, the scripture reading was in and out. I, 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 and maybe that's happened before, but I've never noticed it like that. It was really cohesive and cool. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing was the membership class that, that you know, I was mm. in early last summer, um, we had the opportunity to stand up and, you know, answer those questions and, and be introduced to the congregation. It was just such a reminder of like every single time you got to be reminded who Jesus was and is and that you're not alone in it. We're all, you know, trying to, to find him in each other and find this community. And so it was, yeah. it was humbling and cool for me to be up on that stage. I mean, I, I've seen that happen. 23 times. And, and I was so glad you were up there because this would have been your last sermon podcast <laughs> if you weren't a member. But anyway, well, yeah. we don't want to. Well, in my membership interview with them, I was like, am I like a sta- the first staff hire without being a member? And they were like, we're not going to talk about that. No. It'll happen. It's funny because, you know, I remember you when you were in. No, no. I won't go. <laughs> oh You've been here a long time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't a member when I came on staff. Yeah. yeah. You weren't? That, that was. Okay. I, I was became later. a member, but yeah. Interesting. You were just as committed to the church. Yeah, right. But that's awesome. Yeah, that to be up there with those people and, and to be able to shake hands and greet greet them yep. um, alongside the con- uh, congregation was super cool. Um, so why don't we go ahead and, and, and pivot into almost a church life response. I have a question written down here, uh, just kind of see what comes from it. Um, who or what could be acting as our Christian culture's 5,000 hungry people? Mm. Uh, in other words, what today mm. tends to agitate us making it easy to forget Christ's supremacy. Do you guys have any any thoughts about that? I, I, did, I, did, I did get an email from someone um, okay. Sunday night, uh, a couple who are small group leaders. And this is, this is, they were applying it almost exactly like it happened with the disciples because they were talking about um, people that they, that God seems to keep, putting in their path mm-hmm. and um they said um uh, let me read it here just a a note um uh, when when you were describing the disciples walking out of the boat over the knoll to where they expected to find a place of rest when we see a sea of people we looked at each other and laughed this couple is saying we've experienced that same gut-punched feeling um when more and more people are pursuing us for for assistance and then he 
He said this, uh, it was an encouragement for us to put our focus back in the right place, or more specifically, back on the right person as the source of our strength mm-hmm. and purpose. So here's 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 a couple who mm-hmm. are connecting and 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 ministering to people here it, it, in, as leading leaders of a small group, yeah. and feeling overwhelmed at times, mm-hmm. and then being reminded that yeah. we just got to get our focus back on the right person. So there, mm-hmm. there's a an, an example. Um, but really but to your point, yeah. what are some other ways? that those thousands of people, um, and it might not be people, it might be right. circumstances right. and things of life. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's always a ton of stuff. Right. I mean, right. I just think of like cultural, mm-hmm. political, the, these kinds of things that mm. tend to agitate people that are have opposing views or differing views or, yeah. um, you know, uh, even everything that's going on with the LGBT BTQ plus movement and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, anything that kind of is contrary to what we believe has a tendency to frustrate Mm -hmm. when, when it really should be an opportunity for us to, to be Jesus to these people Mm -hmm. and, and to, you know, maybe to groups that have no good experience with, uh, with Christians with, Mm -hmm. uh, and the tendency is for us to, to shy away and kind of be in our own little circles agitated and, and instead of, yeah, instead mm-hmm. of outreach focused and, and right. Christ focused. Well, I, I agree with you what you said and you briefly mentioned, you know, things that are happening politically. I, I think so much of just the political landscape when, when I see them coming mm-hmm. across this huge, massive situation and saying, how am I supposed to deal with this? Yeah. You're trying to escape it, but it's still there. And I think Christians can very easily create almost two separate spheres of their life. They have their Christian life, and then there's this worldly life with politics running it, and how am I supposed to interact? Mm. You know, how am I supposed to be politically involved or care about all this, this, and this? And to, re- to be reminded of, A, God's supremacy over all that, and then B, just the, um, the, the perspective of, of Him actually ruling and then you having your own personal convictions and, and, and not, you know, evading the world and wanting to simply run away yeah. from it. But feeling equipped and, and and almost being led by the Holy Spirit, like what you said um, when we were talking about whether you're engaging with a community of video gamers or bloggers yeah. or whoever it is, uh, are you equipped by the Spirit to change that, or is that changing you? I think is a mm-hmm. is a healthy posture to have. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's fill in the blank, and, and I mentioned at the end of the sermon mm-hmm. when Christ's heart, when he, when His heart becomes mm-hmm. our heart, mm-hmm. then. What you know, right. and, and how do you move into mm. um, yeah. um, the, the 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 needs of people? I, another another example. Uh, I had a, another lady come up to me after the first service, and uh, in tears in her eyes, share her um, um, thousands of people um, her circumstance, mm. uh, and it was it had to do with some health issues mm. in the family, and it and I and I know the situation, and it has been wave upon wave of mm. of issues mm. and um if you've never been in that type mm. of a situation it, it can really start getting wearying yeah. and she gave such a neat testimony uh, and this is the grace of god because she's it wasn't this look this is what i did it was in the midst of these horrible situations that have been going on for two years um jesus has shown up wow and and she gave such a wonderful testimony of of the power of Christ and his sweet grace his compassionate concern 
that met them. So, so she was putting herself not in the shoes of the disciples. She put herself into the shoes of some of those 5,000 people, 10,000 mm-hmm. people out there, and, and, and saw, it from, saw Jesus' face yeah. of, of compassion concern mm-hmm. from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And it, that, that really uh, ministered to me when she shared that. Yeah, I, I really appreciated all of the, the stories that you shared at, at the end of the sermon. Of, I think that's something we need to continue to do, and something that's hard. It's hard to do in a church our size to really get those personal testimonies and stories of, of what people are actually doing. And I just I was thankful well, for those. And I, I, again, that was a, that's a God thing, because we preachers. Someone once said, uh, a preacher is to comfort the afflicted, and afflict the comfortable. Mm. And sometimes mm. preachers are more on the afflict the comfortable. Yeah. So you come to an end of a sermon like that, and you you, you start salivating, thinking it's time to bash the congregation. You know, <laughs> come on, shape. yeah, whip them into shape. Mm-hmm. And when your classic, <laughs> blow up the mic, right? Fist punch the wake them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> good but night, good yeah, night, good night wake to the up. world. Yeah. But. Um, I think people need to see positive yeah. and, and encouraging, yeah. and so that's and and because and those are true stories. I mean, right. and I could have added more to it. So, yeah. We're, well, we're, and I was going to ask you if you're willing to. You had shared a story about Lisa um, at the the Global Church Week, one of those mm-hmm. study sessions. I was wondering if you'd be willing to share that because I thought that reflected the story of her getting in the accident and um, uh, of that that. Well, guy, my wife even was if just a brief. It was just encouraging. Yeah, yeah my my wife was rear-ended um, mm. uh, driving home um, one evening, and um, by a, a young man, uh, he was at fault. He was ticketed, and um, um, so w- she called me. And after everything was handled, um, the young man she stayed with the young man as the, because both cars were towed, yeah. and but. It, by the time it was about an hour, by the time I I got there, and she was there with this young man, um, witnessing to him because he was he was very self condemning mm. of what had happened, mm. uh, and in her conversation with him, um, found out that he grew up in a very self condemning home, mm. so he viewed himself in the moment like an idiot. I've ruined your car. I've ruined your life. I've, you know all this stuff, and and Lisa was able to comfort him and say. Nothing happens by mistake. This is a divine appointment. He looked at her like you're nuts, and he said, "Are you a counselor?" She said, "No. You know, I'm just, I, I'm just a follower of Christ." Mm-hmm. So it was an opportunity to uh, um, see us to be in a circumstance yeah. and uh, see Jesus through that. Um, so th- that again, I, I, that ministered to me. I don't think I would have been as kind or gracious, but yeah. she immediately saw this. Right as a divine appointment how can we minister mm. to this hurting person yeah. and 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 not focus on herself yeah yeah mm. that was true story yep yeah mm. that's really good um mm. when, she when, married up no no i married up <laughs> <laughs> uh you mentioned when god's heart becomes uh, ours um what what was once a wilderness can, can feel like an abundance and so as we kind of end this church life response this this take-home application for the podcast this morning Let's assume an, an FBC has come to us and, and they feel lost in the wilderness right now. How can we help them make God's heart theirs? What are, what are some practical things we can encourage them to do to try to hone in that, that idea, that posture? Yeah, something I, w- I thought about, and it's, it's, a, it's a fairly common 
misunderstanding of, of a, a portion of scripture, that scripture that says uh, God doesn't give you anything that you're not able mm. to mm-hmm. to bear, but always gives you a way out. And, and that, that scripture is talking about temptation specifically. Mm. Um, but, but what tends to happen with that verse is people think that God's not ever going to give me more than I can handle. Right. In, in life in general. Right. And that we see in this passage specifically that God always gives us more than we can handle. <laughs> right. he, he will yeah. always. Yeah. And, yeah. and because it's not about the circumstance that we've been given. It's not about the, the, the difficult relationships that were put in or the, you know, that we lost our job or, you mm. know, whatever the circumstance is, God will always give us more than we can handle because the goal is for us to be reliant on him and to trust him and his timing and his heart. So I, 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 that came through my mind as you were, as you were talking through just and really making this passage real and, and applicable mm-hmm. to us of, um, this, this need for us to be connected, mm. uh, to, to Christ and, and to the word and, and be looking for the ways that the Holy spirit is leading us, um, whatever the situation is. I mean, there's countless mm-hmm. to, to list, but mm. I, I think, I think it, this is where discipline, the disciplines come in mm-hmm. too. It, it is a certain amount of discipline mm. to remind ourselves every day. Um, my life is uh, on display. Mm. Uh, I'm living in a in a world uh, of darkness, and I am called to be light and salt. And I'm thinking of uh, Philippians, um, chapter two, verse fourteen says, "Do all things without grumbling and mm. complaining," mm-hmm. which is what the disciples were doing. Yeah. We're tired, we're hungry. Uh, but do all things without grumbling or complaining that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish. And he says this, in the midst of a crooked and twisted mm-hmm. generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding yeah. fast the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud mm-hmm. that you did not run in vain. So I, I think we have to, we have to remind ourselves and it might be as silly as writing it on a three by five card, sticking right. it on the mirror in the morning, yeah. and just yeah. saying, "We are on display today, hmm. be, before our, our families, mm-hmm. our coworkers, among a kid who rear ends you, yeah. uh, and and you may never see again." Hmm. How do we we can hmm. eat, we can go through life grumbling or complaining about the rotten circumstances? And you're right; there'll be overwhelmingly circumstances, yeah. or we can allow the life of Christ to shine through us right. and appear then as that light in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Right. Well, and if we are on display, who ought to be revealed? It's mm. no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Yeah. And I just love that. I mean, I love what you read there of, of the Bible is not going to tell you to find the right posture and the right spiritual hue. It's going to say, quit your complaining. Yeah. Keep it in perspective. And I think, and always remember, look around. You've got basketfuls of <laughs> blessing. Mm. Yeah. Basketfuls, mm, and good. they gain no incident from the loaves. But God pours out His blessings each and every day. Mm. His mercies are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. Yeah. That's good. Verse thirty-seven of of the the Mark six passage. You know, you give them something to eat, and so focus on others, and then focus on Christ to to be able to make that known. You you really truly have to come to the end of yourself to find Christ and realize you know He's going to carry me through the rough times. And, and like Ashton said, like it, it, it is going to be more than I can handle. And so I need to be a vehicle for the Holy Spirit to move. I think that I think that's great. Um, Ashton, what can we point people towards before we before we get out of here? Any other specific announcements or anything? Yeah, this uh, this coming weekend, we're going to be kind of shifting our 
conversation about follow the star into what would it look like to bring somebody with you? Okay. Um, there's still opportunities to serve. There's still places where you can use your gifts to make mm-hmm. this happen, but, um, almost not more importantly, but of the same importance is, is bringing people to experience, mm. uh, this. It's a very, um, real way to hear the gospel and to hear the, the historical uh, story of Christ's birth and, mm-hmm. Uh, fun for the family, fun for everybody, and it's a, just a really easy way. So we have a ton of business cards that you can grab, grab a stack of them, um, mm. door hangers, mm. yard signs, all that, all that stuff. But let's let's see what it would look like to to build a culture of invitation uh, to to where we're we're reaching out to the people in our circles. We're we're looking for uh, opportunities to to say, hey, I, you know, to the to that neighbor that you see every morning on your way to work. Hey, what what would it look like to you know, invite them to, mm-hmm. to follow the star with you or, mm-hmm. um, you know, a number of different ways, but that's, that's kind of what we're, we're shooting for to, to start talking about. I, um, I, I understand too, that <clears throat> there's going to be some few different things uh, in the marketplace mm-hmm. and some, some, some changes yep. and, and some things, uh, kind what's of the, exciting things to look forward to. It's the 10th year, right? Yep. Yep. They're, they're doing some special stuff for that. <clears throat> um, yeah. And some conversations that have come up just in Keystone young adult ministry is, uh, everyone's talking about whether or not they can serve and follow the star and what, what way are they going to serve? And, and I ended up asking somebody, well, if you don't serve, are you going to go? And they're like, I never really thought about that. Mm. And so if you mm. don't end up serving or, or finding a way that, that you can, and trust me, there are opportunities to do so, come, bring somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many door handouts and hangers mm-hmm. for for people to, to spread within their community this, this past Sunday. Or, so, or, or serve on the Saturday night. Right. And bring right. someone on Sunday night. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Be be a, be a part of it some way, somehow. I think that's great. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for listening uh, to Sermon Spotlight. Just a reminder, you can find us on YouTube if you like to watch the HD video forum. And again, you can comment with each other there. Uh, the Fellowship Fam Facebook group is a great opportunity as well to, yeah. to see it when we post. Uh, it's very easy to engage with each other as well as with us. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much. The fact of the matter... Uh, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.